0: I'm Jeff, joined as usual with Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about The Matrix. Whoa. Whoa.
2: kind of surprised hey. we, we it's taken us this long to get around to this one. <laughs>
0: yeah. I know. It's badass. <laughs> All right. This movie came out in 1999, directed by the Wachowski Party. brothers. Is, there, is it
2: Wachowski or Wachowski?
0: I don't know. Either way. Uh, at the time, Wachowski brothers. Now the Wachowski siblings. Yeah, I think is how go. they re- they're referred to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um,
2: Lily and Lana.
0: Now there we there we go. Uh, starring Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, Carrie Ann Moss, Joey wait, wait, Pants. Wait, wait,
2: who who Fishburne?
0: Lawrence Larry Larry Lawrence
2: Fishburne. Lawrence. Don't call me Larry Fishburne.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or Samuel Jackson. Oh, it was the other way around. Uh, Somebody yeah. actually did that the other day. <laughs>
2: yeah. What uh, we
0: and Hugo weaving, I think that's the only one I missed of the main cast here, um,
2: okay Priscilla,
0: the queen of the desert mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Hugo weaving
0: um uh, well, uh, this was my movie that I nominated, and uh my history with it is I definitely saw this in the movie theater. I think this was the last movie I saw at the Cynodome, which we talk about Ooh, so uh, often, yeah,
2: it's a good way to send it out good good memories of. <laughs> a good movie and the smell of urine <laughs> Dude,
0: it's been so long I was driving by that general area and I don't remember exactly where it is anymore like I drive by I'm like I know it's here but I there's so much new stuff even like the red roof all that stuff is gone or different and I no, can't really? even tell you I'm like I think the Citadel was here but I'm not exactly sure where
1: <laughs> it was after the road dips under the railroad tracks and yeah, uh, yeah right there um
0: Anyway, yeah, <laughs> I saw this when it came out. I've owned like every version of it since then. Um, yeah, this was one of my favorite movies as a young lad. This came out the same year as the Phantom Menace. This is gonna be a great year, man! Phantom <laughs> Menace <Mystic laughs> came out in March. <laughs> man in Star be Wars the shit. and uh, yeah, well, one of them was good.
1: All right, Alex. What's your history? Pretty much the same. Saw trailers for it. Looked awesome. It was back in the day when you know we were still teenagers, so we could just. Well, what is there to do? We can't drink. Well, well. Not, that her, not that her parents do. But <laughs> <laughs> so let's just go to the movies and watch fucking everything. Uh, but this one was a Hallmark movie. It was just.
2: Was was this? So did this come out? What when exactly did this come out? Like March nineteen ninety nine. March. So March, yeah. okay. Thursdays, so March weather. So you guys would have seen it while we were in school, okay? High school, uh, yeah. yeah would this
0: would have been for me as being the older, elder statesman here. I would have been a senior in college. I been toward the end of my uh, tenure at the university.
1: Well, they gave you a tenure. Yeah,
0: <laughs> not. It
2: um, should have given you twenty.
0: <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> it took me twenty to graduate. Um, but yeah, I just remember this meet for me being just. It, i don't know it, i just feel i feel so dumb it was like so life-changing for me and i was not one <laughs> of those guys to start wearing leather long coats after this i just <laughs> yeah. i just really liked it i remember going on a cabin trip with my parents a couple years later and like mom and dad you have to watch this and me and my brother like sit them down making them watch it which we never really did <laughs> and i don't remember my dad like maybe 30 minutes into it that's Giving him some well, I gotta take a shit and he left and he never came back.
2: <laughs> oh, and then God. my mom
0: at the end just beam,
2: Oh, that's really great, guys. Like she couldn't stand it either. Yeah. yeah. So that's
0: definitely a generation thing. Jeez, I, mm-hmm.
2: I I Yeah, let's let's talk about that for a second. Uh <laughs> like Alex, what I imagine your dad liking this. Yeah, he liked it. Okay. Yeah. He thought it was pretty cool. What what a, I, I know your mom doesn't come in the conversation very often when we're, when we're talking about this stuff, but
1: oh yeah, Keanu Reeves was her papucho for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Ese Keanu. oh, qué guapo, es mi papucho.
2: <laughs> uh, I love it. Yeah, I, I I don't remember what my dad would have what he would he thought about this, but I can imagine that. He he was probably like piecing out on it because they make any a the there were no tits and b <laughs> like yeah. it, it's it's a little convoluted. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, they they were having nothing to do with it, but it, <laughs> it, I mean it was it was so important to me that I made them watch it, and uh, I think my brother was with me on that. I mean I know he was there. I don't know if it was me forcing it or both of us forcing it, but uh, yeah. But then I'll have to say my dad, like, later on that night, or maybe it was a different cabin trip, but he wanted to watch Legally Blonde and was all into that. So, you know, my dad's got the weirdest <laughs> taste in movies.
2: This is the, like, something happens when you become a dad, right? Yeah. I don't
1: know. But Legally Blonde was pretty good. <laughs> Going off topic, I remember not wanting to watch it. Then I saw it, and I'm like, you know what? That was a pretty good movie. <laughs> compelling was... characters, good story arc. No, it was fine. Yeah. Awesome.
0: There you go. Luke Wilson. Mm-hmm. All right. And then I guess the other thing I want to talk about, this is one of those movies that kind of, if you didn't, I mean, I guess most of our listeners are older folks, a uh, fucks like this, So they know like it changed people, this music, the way people dress, the the color grading film, like all this mm-hmm. stuff. It was very mainstream. Like what
1: was it? Swordfish? <laughs> they had that big yes, CG, oh terrible God. CGI explosion at the beginning because of the matrix. Yeah. Oh, Sword like Swordfish.
2: Swordfish was, fucking
1: awful
2: <laughs> oh my oh gosh my I need gosh. you to hack
1: into this place oh my gosh oh my gosh oh yeah. um, <laughs> my gosh
0: and the other movie that I like but it got knocked because it was too much like this which I'm sure was producers was equilibrium right there was a bunch of movies that came out that were in this tone
2: well the, you know it's it's funny the, the movie we're doing next week is actually a good companion piece for for this without spoiling anything yeah. Yeah. Matrix 2 reloading <laughs> yes yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh just just real we quick would not be doing uh that. so my history with this was Sorry, i d- i don't know what happened but i completely missed the bus on this movie really um uh. yeah i didn't know anything about it like i think you guys were talking a little bit about it. i think i think by march like we were all hanging out so you guys were probably talking about it um i i don't know but yeah i just i did not see this in the theater um it wasn't until like i got like one of the first gen DVD players and and rented it from the the local video store uh, that I saw the first time on the small screen. Uh, I feel like I missed out on something with that because this, this is definitely a sort of like Jeff was saying, a cultural touchstone Mm. Uh, and I, and I never really got that. Um, So I, I wasn't in love with this movie. Like, like everybody else was, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, and it came in, in 1999, no computers were a thing, right? It was just, you know, it, it was just, exactly, all that stuff. And I don't know, it was, it was a big deal. And then the sequels came out. I remember all of us going to watch those at midnight showings.
1: Yep. I will say real quick that I was a little bit hesitant on this movie because I had seen Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> and I was like, Keanu Reeves again, really doing this?
2: All right, I guess we'll go. I'll give it a shot.
1: <laughs> and I was blown away.
2: Yeah. One of these days we'll have to do Matrix, uh, Johnny Mnemonic, yeah. Re- reloaded, and and talk about how we almost died that night. Why? What, what happened? Yeah. What was that time? Uh, there was the there was your brother in the beach ball.
1: <laughs> oh, that was that one. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was from one of was. the
2: Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, that no, was for the oh, matrix. He almost died that night. We didn't almost die. Yeah, that that's true. <laughs> I feel like at some point we got dragged into it.
1: Though. Yeah, people were having fun. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> Give me that beach ball.
2: Your brother, your brother, flipping off the entire auditorium of like I, it was one of the big ones too. So it was probably like at least like three hundred people.
1: Yeah. Oh fucking shit!
2: <laughs>
1: Living legend.
0: I might as well talk about it. They were, we were waiting to go to see the movie. It was probably like tw- 10, 20 minutes till the thing started. Everyone's yeah. sitting in the theater. There was a beach ball was being bounced around, and my yeah. brother was having nothing of it and just grabbed the ball, popped it, flipped off the entire crowd, bowed, and left.
2: <laughs> well, so so what happened was is he we were, we, like he was getting heckled for that, and then eventually he got up to go to the bathroom before the movie started, and he had because we were, we were sitting close to the front or closer to the front, so he had to walk in front of everybody, and everybody booed him, and then he stopped, flipped everybody off, and bowed. That's, that's, that's when he did it. Uh,
1: Not since he I, told off that guy in our high school reunion, <laughs> I might have been prouder of my, of, of your brother. He's and
0: been a see. bitter old man since then, and then went, I yeah, I know. I you guys at that point. Uh,
1: 20? 19? Not even.
0: 21? 19. Yeah, 19. Jesus. Christ. Oh, no, wait, yeah.
1: Around 20, 21.
2: Well, you're
0: Weasley. Right, reloaded, yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, it reloaded, yeah. It wasn't at the Matrix. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it. As usual, we're each going to talk about seven items from the movie. Um, I will go first. And my one... I mean, there's a few negative things in this, and I will say, rewatching this, I was a little scared, because it's been a while that stuff wouldn't work, and unfortunately or fortunately, I just so much... This movie's ingrained in me, and I love it so much that I don't even... If there are... (laughs) I feel like Joey Pants. I don't even see the movie anymore. I just see blonde brunette. Like, when I watch this movie, (laughs) stuff just kind of just happens, and I just enjoy the thing. But the one thing that I've always disliked, and I still do, is the squiddies, the squid monsters. I just... The design always bugged me and I kind of the thing like when we got into CGI in movies, they're like, oh, we could finally do something just which is not a guy in a suit anymore. It doesn't have to be, you know, bipedal. And so the next best thing is is an octopus. He's a squid type thing, right? Like that's everything in movies, and this was no exception and, and always bugged me. And they don't look that good. The CGI in this movie is not that great. The bullet time, the grading, all the special effects, the real time effects look great. To me, the CGI is where this movie has its little down spot for me. So, never
1: liked the Squiddies. Hmm.
0: is my number seven. Um, Alex,
1: should number seven? My number seven is the first interrogation where they have Mr. Anderson and uh, Agent Smith in the room for the very first time. He gets brought in. He's like, how about I give you the finger and you give me my fucking phone call? Oh, that was great. and that's, he,
2: Does he say fucking phone call?
1: Oh, maybe just his
2: phone call. Okay. Yeah, they're just mm. trying to give it PG-13. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Uh, but uh,
1: there, there's already like this layer of mystery with the Trinity intro and everything, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. Uh, but then it gets ramped up even more when smith all of a sudden just goes well how are you gonna have your phone call if you aren't able to speak and then his skin starts fusing into his mouth like what the fuck is going on they put that worm talking about squiddies they put that worm in his belly button ah gross (laughs) could i say of
0: all the places that that worm go in you like that's the least terrifying (laughs) like i I wonder why they went with belly button and not like nose or ear or eye or mouth or butt or whatever like <laughs> well like, the code is
1: thinner there
2: I, I was i was with you jeff until you said the butt <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm just saying
0: like i don't know the belly button of all places seemed kind of weird but i guess once again pg yeah yeah no, it's great. Like I think there's a very there's a few scenes at the beginning of this movie that kind of set you up. Like, okay, what am I getting into here? What's going on? Like, why can she jump really far? Why can his mouth be shut like that? It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. And it's the introduction to one of the best villains too. Yeah. Well, I guess not the intro, but first time you hear him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, uh, Alex. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> number seven.
2: <laughs> okay. I bet number seven week. is. Uh, something that that I definitely took more of a notice to this watching this now many years later is is the costumes <laughs> like, so it it kind of all starts with the the weird I, what do you guys have any idea what it is that uh, neo uh, is is selling that dude in the beginning? Like, what's on that disc that he gives them? Drugs. <laughs> um, not yeah, good. drugs. <laughs> uh, probably
1: insider trader information or something like that from his company.
2: I mean, it can't be just a simple crack it was like two grand that he gave them, So Yeah. But uh, Information. But, uh, yeah, just, yeah. I don't
1: know. <laughs> But know.
0: That's uh, what I kind of thought Thought it was. It was information he shouldn't have such as that or maybe the parlor user database or
2: something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, at, at any rate, the, the people that come to collect it, though, uh, they dress for... Uh, I, I don't even know what they're dressed for, but... <laughs> it's appropriate by the time they get to that club. Yeah. Everybody else is dressed yeah, yeah. the same way. Uh, so that that's how it kind of starts. And then you see all of the... Um, so they, don't really, they really don't call themselves anything. Uh, once you're in the Matrix, like you're their avatars or whatever I guess. Um all look completely ridiculous. Um <laughs> some some in a good way, some in a bad way. Like Morpheus's glasses without the Yeah uh, the side parts are, are awesome. That giant pop collar trench coat this viewing was was I thought a little silly. <laughs> uh, Trinity all of Trinity's outfits are ridiculous. Um, not that I'm complaining. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Um, Neo's the only one that they kind of dressed down a little bit, but he still got on like the combat boots and shit. Uh, yeah, it's. I <laughs> I almost laughed out loud in the, the middle of the movie when they're, they hop out of the building to go see the Oracle, and Joey Pants is the first one out the door. And he's got leather pants on like it's just so it, it, it's just a, a funny thing to me that they they doubled down on that through the entire movie for for the, their alter egos I guess. Um, you know I guess if you're gonna have a superhero thing go for the the pleather. although looking through the the trivia, we said all of, all of uh, Trinity stuff was made out of PVC. So it was just pure plastic, <laughs> yeah. Oof. Yeah. just to keep the the budget down. Uh, Very breathable. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Yeesh. Uh, so yeah, just the costuming and then all all of the the future jokes that had spawned. Um, I think culminating uh, in, the, in the best possible way in <laughs> Grandma's Boy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: How much do clothes cost in The Matrix? Matrix, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, did you guys have any friends? I know you guys didn't dress like this way, but did you guys have any friends that were... Uh,
2: I think I knew somebody with the glasses. There, there were people that generally were into, like, the whole duster. Like, that. that's the thing. Like, if you ever come across somebody that's willing to correct you about a trench coat versus a duster, like, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know you're talking to a nerd? Yeah. Um but uh people I did know people that were into that. I don't know if it was necessarily specifically for the matrix. For sure I don't I didn't know anybody that was going around in the full pleather though.
0: Okay. There's one of your guys friends that I think it was more just the duster trench coat thing. I forgot his name now though. That I that's what I'm thinking of. But Wade. <laughs> no. I don't think it was <laughs> Not Wade. <what> I mean. <laughs> um All right. Uh So onto my number six, and Mm -hmm. what I liked about this, and I kind of liked it more this time, I think I paid a little more attention to it, is the way they shot this. And there's a lot of comic book panels. Like, I know this is not a comic book movie, but it's, you know, inspired inspired by a lot of things. But some of the scenes, like the very beginning with, like, her half face... With the cops coming behind her, right? Just scenes that you could you could totally tell these would be comic book panels. Yeah. His the reflection in his, uh, his glasses when he's holding out the two pills, um, jumping in midair, meeting each other in the helicopter crash. There's lots of scenes in here where I could just. It looks like it was ripped from a comic book, and our comic book movies today don't have many things like that. And I thought this was a really cool. Lots of. Uh, scenes and shots that i really dug um which i don't think i caught too much time in the past but i've read a lot more comic books between now and uh, then so i think that's uh why i enjoyed that yeah Yeah. i
2: i I agree jeff uh like i I definitely this time around i noticed the color palettes changing like Mm -hmm. from the like the three sort of different realities that they're in um which is like in the matrix everything's tinted green like that's super obvious, like. <laughs> yeah. but I'm like, oh, it's green. I wonder what it's gonna like when they're in the other, the other two, um, and you can see when they're in the real world. That's probably the closest to, to an actual color palette um, when they're basically on the ship, and then when they're inside the construct, everything seems a lot sort of brighter. Yeah, um, I don't know if that's a specific color, um, but, but to your point, like I think this movie kind of famously they went way overboard on the storyboards. Um, yeah, and it, it definitely the the movie definitely benefited from it. Uh, like you're saying, like it's almost like a comic book when you have all these these like super elaborate storyboards or anything. Yeah, and just
0: like these wide shots and and just like uh, very stuff close in the foreground. Everything about it, you could you could just see this being a comic book panel. I I'm
2: not yeah. really They they did one thing a couple times that I thought was super cool, where um, you, you mentioned that interrogation scene, Alex. How it pans in. In the closed circuit camera. Oh, the, yeah. The and trick. then it transitions into like the fish lens and then into like the normal. Like that was super cool. Mm-hmm. When when uh, Morpheus has that big exposition scene. Um, yes. They, they transition through the like the old super, super old cathode TV mm-hmm. um, and back again. I thought that was really cool.
0: Yeah. All right. Alex, number six.
1: My number six, and this is uh, my favorite quote from the movie because I use it the most often. Especially when something's just going wrong. <laughs> or, yeah, I'm just around the house and I'm just, I'm just holding a cup of water, soda, or whatever, and it just falls out of my hand because I'm clumsy. I just look disappointed and just go, not like this. <laughs> not like this. And <laughs> poor Switch. It is a very tragic scene. I will, I will say the, spoiler alert, the betrayal scene from Joey Pants. And, uh, yeah, uh, Apoc gets pulled first, and then Switch is holding him in in her arms. You can tell that they really, you know, they were mostly, you know, partnered up throughout the whole movie, but in that little moment, you can tell how much they really mean to each other. And her just heartbroken, not like this, and then she goes down. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, but, yeah, I use it for pretty much everything.
2: Not
0: like this. Yeah, that that is something we <laughs> all of I think if that's,
2: pops up every now and then from, that, that yeah. one caught on pretty recently too, or got a resurgence or sort whatever. Of.
1: Yeah. I mean it helped that, that Switch was pretty much in all white throughout the whole movie. She she stood out among everybody else.
0: She wasn't trying to sell anybody death sticks, so that was good. <laughs> hey,
1: good old Elon Sleeze Megano. God
2: <laughs> 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 All right,
0: Scott number six.
2: My number six is watching this around. I, I got a new appreciation for Keanu on this. I, I'd, I'd always, uh, before watching it again, I hadn't seen the movie in quite a while. Like Alex's
0: movie. mom is yelling at you right now. Yeah.
2: This
1: ese is the pinches No te gusta mi papucho? Yeah, <laughs> yeah pinche bingo.
2: Pinche uh, uh So I'd, I'd always been like, the punchline of, of jokes uh, Keanu in this movie uh, <laughs> a million years ago I worked at Barnes and Noble and they had a, a matrix book come in that had a bunch of like storyboards and part of the script and or maybe it had the whole script there. I don't know uh, but it was this, it was this big hardback book that was like a hundred bucks uh, we were like leafing through it and I was laughing because you could see all of all of neo's dialogue compared to everybody else. Like you get like Morpheus talking for five minutes and then Neo go whoa, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and that was pretty yeah. much the whole movie. And that's still the case, uh, but this time around, I, I I was looking at it more as Neo is is, no pun intended, a cipher. Um, I, I think he's meant to be more of a surrogate for the audience, um, mm-hmm. more relatable. And in that regard, it. His portrayal is, is a lot more palatable and it makes a lot more sense. Um, you know, just his constant asking him questions. Um, I think like half the lines in the movie are him asking questions. Um, just his short responses because um, it's everybody else that, that has to deliver the exposition to him, um, you know, or us as, as the audience. And this movie is a little bit too heavy on the exposition. I think if if not for Lawrence Fishburne, it would have been probably bad. Uh, but uh, Larry Larry sells it. Was uh, I'm sure we'll mention later on. Uh, but yeah, actually this time around, I actually liked Keanu. <laughs> In this like I didn't I didn't think it was silly. Uh, I think he, he fit a lot better with maybe what what they were actually trying to go for. Yeah. So yeah, that's my number six. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yeah. Well,
0: um, my number five, there's, you know, this movie is has a bunch of fight scenes, and I picked two, but my, so my number five one is the subway fight scene between Neo and Agent Smith.
1: That's cool.
0: Um, this is uh, just, yeah, I mean, this is where Neo finally, he's starting to believe, and he I don't know why Murphy has turned into Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right, there. he's starting to believe.
2: Come on, come on you can do it, man! Believe it, come it's on. Neo. <laughs> believe it. You're the, you're the one. Your name's an anagram. Come on. But
0: it's just, yeah, it's just Neo. Neo's getting his butt kicked, but he's hanging in there. There's a scene where Agent Smith is just like just doing body blows left, and they have the bullet time stuff going. Body blow. And uh, <laughs> they're jumping in the air, shooting guns at each other's heads, spinning in circles. Uh, you hear that Mr. Anderson? The sound of inevitability and all that.
1: It just you know, Inevitably.
0: <laughs> Indubitably. Um Yeah, I just think it's it's it was the fight scene like a little better, but this one was pretty awesome. And so, subway fight scene between Neo and Agent Smith.
1: Oh, five. you missed the best part. The finger poke.
0: <laughs> yeah, he stops his punch <laughs> and his <laughs> fingers go out. Yeah,
1: then <laughs> he stops Neo's fist right at his at his throat level and then he just shoots at his fingers. Awesome.
0: I'm going to enjoy watching you die, Mr. Anderson. All yeah. right, uh, Alex, which number five?
1: My number five is, <laughs> just when I couldn't think this movie could surprise me more, add another layer of like mystery to it. When Neo wakes up out of his fucking pod. <laughs> the first time I saw it, I'm like, okay, seriously, what the fuck is going on here? What the hell? <laughs> So uh, Scott brought up that there's a lot of exposition, and in 1999, you know, I, this is like a one of a kind film. I think we kind of needed that, and I'm glad it was there because there's a lot of what the fuck moments in this movie, especially you know the, the first time, the first go around. So when he woke up in that goop out of that pod, it was like, what the f- really seriously, what the fuck is this? It was insane, and it yeah, said, uh, it looks so good. It was cool and alien
0: looking no i 100% agree and i I could see where it is too much exposition like what scott's saying but i think for this movie you kind of have to have it Uh, i don't Uh but well you know once you see it a couple times okay get on with it but uh yeah Mm -hmm. and i think they uh,
1: never mind i'll talk about (laughs) uh but yeah right after this scene is my uh second most used quote from this movie And this is harder to fit into like normal conversations and whatnot, but when Neo's like, he's got acupuncture all over the place, he's like, what do my eyes hurt? And Morpheus just replies, because you've never used them before. Uh, I I try and work that in every once in a while when I can. It's like, ah, man, my my hands hurt for some reason, because you've never used them before. Okay. I like to challenge myself. I mean, I I can't just go in for like the easy... Like Simpsons the quotes all the yeah, time. I know. Got to sneak in a the Matrix quote in there every once in a while.
0: All right. So I have a question. Last time when I was watching it. So when he emerges from the pod and uh, the one of the aliens or not aliens, the robots comes down and detaches him and flushes him. Are Morpheus and gang controlling that guy or just by the fact that he's open and exposed the protocol of the AI machines is just to trash him and throw him in the, the river? And then they just, they know that. So that's why they release them. They wait for, pro, you know, standard protocol to dump them out to see and they wait for him? Do you guys know? Uh, I, uh,
2: I think. I think they had to. I think they had they, to hack that guy. I think they had to fish him out before something came for him. Or maybe the goop. Yeah, because they were trying fighting... like. Maybe the group at the bottom would have killed him eventually because they they make the point that like everybody gets liquefied when they die.
0: Where well, yeah, he just would have drowned. So I I understand they had to fish him out, but who disconnected them? Was that them controlling that hacking into that robot to disconnect him, or was it once they popped open his pod, they knew that the AI would just right. toss him into the? No, I think thing. I think
2: that that was all part of the like I think he like he was supposed to get flushed. Like I don't think they dissolved him in the tube. Or in the pod.
0: No, I understand that. But do you think the the robot was hacked? Or no, no, no. I'm,
2: I'm saying no. I don't think the robot was hacked. Okay. I'm, I'm saying like everything happened like the way it would normally happen if somebody woke up. Okay. So
0: right. all they did was trigger his pod to open for him to awake. And then they would just yes. wait down at the end of the shoot to pick yes. him up. Yes, yes. Okay. That's yeah. kind of what I
1: think too. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: All right. Uh, Scott, number five.
2: Okay. Number five is is the whole kind of I guess mythology, for lack of a better term, for this whole thing. Uh, and I think the, that maybe more than anything else is why people latched onto this movie. Um, you know, it was '99. Uh, there really wasn't a lot in the way of modern computer movies. You know, there there was Hackers, which I loved to death. <laughs> and uh, sneakers, Sneakers was around that same time. <laughs> yeah, um, there was, was the from, movie with the
0: girl from the bus. Oh no,
2: yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> the net. Um, yeah, just uh, the the idea. There's there's a lot to explore here without like uh, getting too nerdy about all this. Uh, with with the, this movie, kind of touches on free will. Uh, what what is reality? Um, there, there's a lot of parables here, like the the cave, the parable of the cave. Um, there's some real mythology going on here with the oracle, uh, the um, mm-hmm. the idea of um, faith, I guess, comes important to this, and that kind of ties back into fate. Uh, you know, the movie goes like kind of all over the place, uh, and and I think it never really walls too much in any one thing, uh, other than than maybe. Morpheus' kind of hardcore belief that that he's the one. Uh, I think it all works. It adds it adds like a layer of kind of mystique to to all the action <laughs> that, that kind of connects everything together. Uh, that, I, that I think I enjoyed more this time around. All right, Mm-hmm. cool. Um, computers.
1: It's like malls and computers. All right, my number
0: four, so this is my other fight scene, which is the one I like more, which would be the lobby fight scene with the gunplay, basically. The guns. Lots of
2: guns.
0: (laughs) And just the music. And this is, you know, unfortunately, maybe inspired some people to do some bad things. But it was a really cool scene, fun gunplay. One of my favorite things about this that I've seen recently is just the, the outtake of... Keanu Reeves tripping and falling when that scene happens, and you know that that cost the movie like a whole day of shooting because all the explosions go off and he tries to jump over this little mound of dirt and he falls over. I did. Oh. I did
2: think. I did think the cartwheel was unnecessary that he does in the middle this time around. Uh, I don't know. I still think it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I just say, every everybody fucking got really hurt on this movie. By the way, like reading through some of the trivia. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. So yeah, the whole lobby scene, and then including up to the roof. And speaking of another like comic book panel, when Trinity says "Dodge this," right, and she just her standing there shooting the agent in the head, in um, the bullet time, the famous bullet time scene with Keanu, all that whole scene, pretty awesome. So there it is, Alex. Which number four?
1: My number four is the intro to Trinity at the beginning. It's okay. Just like right off the bat. It's an awesome action scene, and uh, yeah, it's pretty. Uh, again, more, uh, you know, the first instance of mystery—you don't know who this is. The, ag- the federal agents, you think, come in with the local cops. Uh, you know, if you pull any diction crap, you can cram it up your ass. And then Trinity just wrecks house with the with the uh, the floating kick at the beginning, all the way to the chase to the rooftops when they're jumping really high, and then she disappears from the phone booth. <laughs> It's like what the what's happening? Oh, so cool! A lot of these, a lot of these little moments that really keep you engaged as a viewer, like you you want to find out what the hell is going on, and and it pays off. Yeah, a hundred percent agree, Alex. And
0: I have a little more to say about this later. But eh? everything you're saying, it, it set up the movie greatly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, uh, Scott, number four.
2: Okay, number four is. Western wire foo. Uh, this, this movie. There's so much going on. in This movie that that uh, had never really been done to this kind of scale anyway. On in, in a a western action movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 trivia for how they got the 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 Wu Ping. I think it's the the guy's name yeah, to I come over, you know. where he didn't really want to do it. So he's like, okay, pay me a shitload of money, and then the Wachowskis are like, sure, no problem. And then he was like, eh, that's great, but I'm still gonna need like all the actors for like four months before we even start shooting. And the Wachowskis were like, done. And so at that point, he didn't really have any other way out. <laughs> so uh, he, he he came on board. Uh, but yeah, this is really the first time for like a you know it, we we say big, but. Um, the budget wasn't massive on this movie. They like filmed the whole thing in Australia, um, so I, I don't know what the studio was necessarily expecting to get out of this. I mean, it turned out to be you know this this massive hit, uh, but um, I, again, you just never really seen anything like that before in, in Western movies with with all the wire foo, mm-hmm. and then they use it in all the fights, um. You know, I didn't put down any of the specific fight scenes on my list because um, I because I just want to kind of talk about all of them uh, together using mm-hmm. the you know w- w- under the umbrella of the the wire foo. Um, I I did really like all the different stance switching that was constantly going on. <laughs> I, I thought that was great. How they're just yeah. constantly just doing different stances of things uh, or as, as as they square off before they engage again uh it it was uh I was a little disappointed I didn't see Jeet Kundo as one of the things that he learns <laughs> even though he does the the Bruce Lee thumb nose thing yeah um but yeah it, it, you know so as someone who who really likes kung fu movies uh it's super cool to to see that brought over uh the the way that it was especially when you mix it in with some of the other uh, effects that they kind of pioneered for this movie, which I'm sure we'll talk about.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, I agree. Sorry, I'm just reading some trivia here. And uh, which One thing I knew, Will Smith was approached to play Neo, but he turned it down in order to be in Wild Wild West.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, one no. of the all-time great decisions. <laughs> yeah. But then in that same...
0: Bit of trivia, it says Sandra Bullock had been offered the role of Trinity but turned it down just because Will Smith was in the
2: film. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, what the hell? She got some grudge against Will Smith. I'm I'm, I'm going to go out a limb and say whoever put that in doesn't know what they're talking about.
0: <laughs> she then later regretted this because if she had been cast, she would have been reunited with Keanu Reeves.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Which I guess I'm glad that didn't work out because I liked... Uh, to me, I don't think I. I mean, I I'd seen La- uh, Lawrence Fishburne stuff like Pee Wee Herman and, uh,
1: but not many
0: things or than like uh, Boys in the Hood or whatever. But like, he wasn't really a nobody. Nobody I knew. Uh, I didn't know Carrie Ann Moss. I didn't know Hugo Weaving. I knew Joey Pants, I guess, from Goonies. <laughs> and, so I liked yeah. that most of the cast was unknown to me. Besides,
2: I, I, I had yeah. actually Alex probably did too. I had actually seen Priscilla Queen in the Desert. Before the Matrix, oh,
0: is she in that?
1: No, Hugo Weaving is in. that. Hugo oh, Hugo Weaving's in that. Oh. Yeah,
2: which is a wildly different movie than the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep, they do have very outlandish costumes, though.
2: Same. Yeah, yeah there is. <laughs> there is. Yes, similar. there is rival costuming going on there. You are correct, <laughs>
1: Alex. All right. Uh, well,
0: my number three was Alex's number four is the intro scene of this movie with Trinity. I think it sets this movie up. Beautifully, uh, everything Alex said basically, but I just like I already mentioned, some of the comic book panels you know, the setup of no, your men are already dead, and just her kicking butt, jumping really high like, what the hell's going on? And her getting on the phone, disappearing. It's a great start to this movie. I loved mm-hmm. it. Uh, Alex, what's your number
1: three? Uh, my number three this one holds a very special place in my heart. <sighs> uh, just a little uh, backstory from when I wore younger man's clothes. Uh, I actually got to work on the video game, The Path of Neo. It was uh, one of my first jobs in the industry, way back in the day, of course. And uh, the the bullet time scene, the, the rotating one, I was tasked to uh, make that scene, to, to work that scene out in in the game for one of the cinematics. And it was, <laughs> well, I felt the pressure because it was also like, at the time, one of my favorite scenes, in, my favorite scene in the movie, which is just
2: amazing just well, it's pretty to... simple you just need like 80 cameras <laughs> right.
1: well it was it wasn't that difficult when working you know in 3ds max in the computers yeah. uh yeah uh but it, it was i mean awesome uh, neo's out of bullets and everything you see the the agent doing uh you know his, his super fast phasing and stuff and there's a bunch of after images i, I guess you would say of him dodging all the bullets and then he just goes, "Trinity, help!" And then the agent starts uh, popping bullets. Uh, just that that money shot is incredible. Uh, still looks still looks really fucking cool. Yeah, that's it. Yep. That <laughs> so, awesome. Side, side, side
2: <laughs> question side question for you guys. Uh, as you know, the movie starts with the your men already deadline. Mm-hmm.
1: Like.
2: Nobody seems to have any compunction in this movie whatsoever about not killing the bystanders. Like they're I mean, in the Matrix, but yeah. they're real people.
1: Yes, but they could also turn into agents, pretty right. much. Right? No, out of no. I mean, no.
2: It, it makes sense, like why they they don't hesitate for their own safety. But
1: uh-huh.
2: if they're fighting on the side of humanity, they're clearly willing to sacrifice other humans to. Yes, for their cause. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I just think it's worth pointing out.
1: Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't too much of a big moral dilemma about that one. Yeah. Mhm.
0: All right. Uh, Scott number 3. Okay. Uh
2: my number 3 is uh Hugo Weaving in The Agents, which is a a great band, and they'll be playing tent free uh, <laughs> in Coachella for 2022. Once, mm-hmm. once things are back to normal, uh, but yeah, Hugo yeah. Weaving is fucking awesome. This movie, uh, yeah. all, all-time villain turns, uh, just just the the voice that he settled on, the, like just the the flat accent, just the just so he found like the perfect. Spot between robotic and uh, like sinister, I guess, because he doesn't sound like a robot, uh, but he has a very deliberate speech pattern mm-hmm. uh, and he, he does the, the over enunciation uh, and just you know, he's always kind of talking from the, the back of his uh, like his back teeth and uh, mm-hmm. it goes from menacing to. To to him just just spitting venom basically, uh, and he brings life to this character that that isn't actually alive, uh, and it, yeah, it's it's a really great villain turn, um, and just just the character itself uh, of Agent Smith turns out to be a great villain, um, you know, totally enhanced by Hugo Weaving. But it turns out that that he also wants a way out. Uh, I thought it was a really cool. Um, I, I guess you call it a twist, uh. But this this program is is just as like desperate <laughs> as, as these other people. Uh, I thought I thought that that was really cool. Um, and then just the him and the other agents together is is just it's just every scene with the three of them together is classic shit. Just the the stone face with the glasses, just them looking at each other. Uh, occasionally they all take actions at the same time uh it just it just fucking works like in every scene where they they're just standing around uh and uh, yeah it's as as like I don't know minions mini bosses uh, whatever you want to call it uh yeah they they all work these are these are very effective villains and in, and then just in general the the ability to just pop up anywhere um which I really don't have a lot of fun with until the end of the movie. Uh, yeah, you know when when the old woman throws the, is, you see her with the knife, and then all of a sudden it's being yeah. flung, like that was awesome.
0: That's a cool shot. Yeah, yeah
2: that was that was super cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, just just yeah, just very effective with, uh, with within the rules that they've set for this world.
0: Yeah, I agree. Which leads me to my number two, which is Agent Smith. Uh, every great movie needs a good bad guy and we have one in this one. Uh the, he does work good with the other two, but I'm singling out Hugo Weaving and Agent Smith. Uh just awesome. And everything Scott said, uh just is, you know, Mr. Anderson and It's the smell. It's disgusting. You know, just this whole interrogation with Morpheus is like you're talking about his way out and just talk you know, comparing humans to virus more than mammals and stuff. Oh, so good his fight scenes um <clears throat> the only thing i don't like is that it was so good i think they forced him into the sequels and i don't think that character belonged Whoa, in those movies i don't think
2: there should have been sequels <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: well, okay i d- don't think there should have been sequels but i think definitely he did not need to be yeah they, yeah
2: they yeah it was it was a Like
0: he could have focused more. Yeah, it was just. But so I think he was so good. They wanted him back, and they just kind of forced him in the movie, and it just didn't work at all. But (laughs) in this movie, he's perfect. Uh, You know, at the very beginning, you see him, and you know, telling the cops, "You know, your men are already dead." And then him, you talk about his way of speaking. Um, One is at a prestigious software
1: company. The other, (laughs) oh, it's the landlady with her garbage. Yeah. So speaking of his speech patterns, and it just hit me right now. Do you think uh, the Wachowskis uh, wrote it out or or gave reference to Hugo about speaking kind of like what's his face from Half Life? you know I thought, I thought the the G man. I, I thought about
2: that, but I don't. I I think that's a stretch. I think I think if anything, they went back. I don't know. Wouldn't Half Life two come out?
0: around this time I, I couldn't tell you exactly where yeah. I guess I could if I used the internet there might have been
2: some, I mean, the inspiration might have been the other way around there. maybe uh, you know what I hate most about the orcs
0: oh half-life two came out in 2004
2: okay yeah I think I think there was some definite inspiration from Agent Smith <laughs> okay. for, for the g man there yeah I see uh.
0: um, but yeah Agent Smith Hugo weaving a little role there with this and Lord of the Rings and
2: I think yeah I remember making I still make that stupid I I just did it just now with the the orc joke I think that was (laughs) the (laughs) one thing yeah Hugo Hugo Weaving Mm
1: -hmm. yeah right. Red Skull oh yeah yeah Hail Hydra Hail (sighs) Hydra Alex number two my number two is I Know Kung Fu I'm a sucker for you know training montage and whatnot, and him like instantly getting you know learning stuff when he's plugged into the chair with tank or dozer, dozer tank tank
0: tank dozer was like the pilot the big the bigger brother
1: okay uh, yeah it was I, awesome. I
2: believe I believe the line is I know jujitsu <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know kung fu. And then Morpheus gets in there in the training program with him, and that fight, I really like. It's pretty awesome, uh, especially when when he starts. Uh, <laughs> well, when everybody's looking at that jank ass low resolution TV <laughs> of them in the Matrix, like how could you tell what's going on in that fight? But anyways, and, and then he's, it, you see Neo like doing some hits, and you, you can see like the after images of his fists and stuff right towards the end. Oh, badass. And then, like, they, they, they t- I, I want to say they take the piss out of Neo a little bit because then they have the jumping sequence and he doesn't make it. It's like, oh, you know what? Oh, he really is the one. Well, maybe, I don't know. He missed a jump like a chump. So maybe he's not the one. They go through that through the whole movie. Uh, but yeah.
2: I, I have a question for you guys do you, do you think that they retain anything from those uploads when they're not in the Matrix?
1: no they might maybe but at that point at least neo's body probably doesn't have the reaction times that his mind does so maybe he does but he's not as good irl as he is on the internet
2: like I'd, i'd have to think not because then they can just upload like like nuclear physics like (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, no. It's only when you're. It's like made hey, software in the pro in the program, right? It's like giving you yeah. yourself a buff in World of Warcraft. You don't have a okay. buff when you come out of World. Of Warcraft. Okay. Like Scott doesn't have a buff when he's playing Sir Poopsington, Mix-a-luck. whatever the name <laughs> of your character is. Yeah, okay. Was that close, Sir Poopsington?
2: Almost down on. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I'm guessing he was a paladin, shaman, orc wizard.
2: He's a brown orc.
0: Brown or <laughs> right. yeah. uh where are we left out we're at Scott's number two? Yes. Alright.
2: Okay. Getting on here. Uh my number two is Lawrence Don't Call Me Larry Fishburne. As is Morpheus here. Uh, I-, I love what he's doing here. Uh he's basically channeling Alec Guinness, but it totally works. Uh just yeah. he's like full Jedi mode here um hello there yeah just his his, his calm uh, like like the, the confidence he projects uh works again because he has to he, he has to do the lion's share of the exposition in this movie so uh the fact that he's able to, to to pull this off you know to kind of suck in neo and then you know us as the audience uh i think it was, it was some some real, as I like to say, some real yeoman's work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, just the, the those glasses, um, the, trend, the trench coat, which didn't, again, work as much for me this time around. Uh, but, uh, yeah, just, uh, him, him being the, like, projecting leadership and everything, he, it was just a, a really uh, cool character. And, uh, you know, again, all the, all the speeches were, were very compelling. So yeah, Lawrence Fishburne was, it was great in this.
0: Yeah. I almost wonder if anyone in the, in the, any of the scripts, he did die basically pulling off the whole Obi-Wan story arc, right? He did his job. He found the one and now he's
2: right. Right.
0: Gone. Um, all right. Which once again leads into my, uh, number one, uh, which got kind of touched on earlier, but I've combined the two things of Morpheus Explaining the world to Neo throughout the whole movie and then just the world itself. Um, totally. Th- I think that's what, as Scott mentioned, that hooked a lot of people, and that was it for me. I I thought at the time it was genius. No, Dad, you don't get it. See, they're solar powered. <laughs> so
2: we nuked the sky,
0: and then, like, well, f- all right, well, we're just going to use your body because you got BTUs and we could just harvest you. And i that's genius. Like, um, Yeah, I don't know. You know, looking back on it, I mean, humans ever made that decision that's stupid because we're solar-powered as well. So (laughs) Uh (laughs) if it would have worked, we would have died right after they died or before them. So I not not a genius idea on our part. But Well, if we had enough Sunny D, I think we'd be fine. (laughs) There you go. Uh, So just that. And then I just love how it is a lot of exposition, but I think it's done throughout the entire movie which I think makes and makes it more acceptable and the way Lawrence Fishburne did it but you know you have the blue pill red pill scene he explains it but then later on during the training scene he's you know is that you think that's air you're breathing and and just other stuff you know do I have to dodge bullets no you won't have just all that stuff as it slowly comes through the movie I uh, I really I really like it you know the Oracle didn't tell you just it's not right or wrong she just told you what you needed to hear all that stuff um uh, but more than that just the world itself I, I uh, it was really cool and that's why I was so looking forward to the sequels because okay Neo's mastered the Matrix I mean no one should be able to touch him in the Matrix anymore because he figured it out he does it, so everything is going to be in the real world and then I find out the real world is just raves and
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, Zion, the rave nation, as the mascot. <laughs> yeah,
0: just battles of millions of Agent Smiths in a row, and oh uh, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, that burly brawl. Yeesh.
0: But anyway, uh, the world building um, was awesome, and Morpheus explaining it all. And uh, no, I'll wait till after, maybe you guys will to bring it up. So that's my number one,
1: uh, Alex number one. My number one is uh, Mr. Anderson and his transformation from Neo to the One. Uh, his whole story arc was uh, awesome. I just love it. Uh, yeah, for, throughout the whole movie, you know, is he the One? Is he not the One? Is this you know like a red herring, or is is uh, is somebody else in in the pack supposed to be the One? You know, because the, there was a lot of that going through my mind. I was like, "Oh, I'm pretty sure it's still gonna be Keanu, but you know, you never know. It could be Carrie Anne Moss." The way they're being very cryptic and everything about everything. Uh, so it was. There's still that hint of doubt, but at the very end, uh, in that hallway when he comes back to life, it's fucking awesome. And then he just he starts seeing the code uh, of the Matrix. <laughs> and then he one handed blocks just everything. That Smith yeah. is throwing at him, and then the, he does that little kick with the pirouette at the end. He's like, Damn, it's awesome. Stops the bullets, unbeatable, yeah, and then jumps into him mm-hmm. and then flexes, <laughs> Whoa. yeah, Whoa.
0: and then flies off listening to yeah. the raging. Rage. Sushi, <laughs> yeah,
1: Bulls on Parade. Or what was the song?
2: It was, it was not Bulls on Parade, yeah, uh, no, I know. Uh, I think that's...
1: it was. Uh,
0: I can hear it in my head, but I don't know the name of it. Um, Alright, then uh,
2: Scott, number one. Okay. Number one is, uh, for for better, I think, definitely at the time, uh, it's a little bit for worse. <laughs> uh, it's just all of the, the camera pioneering they did in this movie, uh, namely the, the bullet time. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of opened up a, a whole new avenue uh, for for action movies and the electric avenue and sh- sh- yes in, in shitty action movies <laughs> uh-huh. uh, certainly a million and a half spoofs uh, to the point now where as I watch this again you know it just didn't have that same cool factor that that it may, maybe did the first time I saw it uh, but I but I think that. More than anything is, is what this this contributed to, to future action movies, um, and and really the, the, they should get a lot of credit for this. They, they did a lot of things the right way. Um, I don't know. I would necessarily call it a, a perfect storm, but you know, they did a lot of things that they just don't do for for a lot of action movies now. Um, you know, again they they had all the actors come in like months ahead of time to start training. They use the actors a lot, mm-hmm. like I guess for the most part it was like, like all Carrie Ann Moss and most of her, like her fight scenes. Um, you know, Keanu is is great here doing all the, the fight stuff as well. Um, you know, they went the extra mile with all that stuff. They they brought in the, the, the Asian influence with the the wire fu, the, the kung fu stuff, um, and they had all the the cool camera tricks. Um, you know i think they 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 did the uh i think they they did the bullet time like the perfect amount in the movie itself um in different ways the first time when he dodges uh you know when agent smith and him are like shooting right past each other's head mm-hmm. uh that, that that was really cool um yeah just just basically setting the bar for for future Action and, and CGI and camera tricks, uh, yeah. That's a, a lot of a lot of movies uh, you know, owe themselves to this.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. It's a great goddamn movie. All right, uh, I have some not necessarily honorable mentions, but seen the stuff I wanted to talk to you guys about that I di- Some of these I discovered for the first time, uh, but maybe. Uh, anyway, I'm just gonna bring these things up. The the vase falling when he goes to talk to the oracle. Nobody mentioned the oracle in this movie. Which, first, oracle always reminded me of Mrs. Shook.
2: No one- <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: I think it's because the haircut and then the gla- the the glasses with the little beads coming off of them. Yeah. Obviously, Miss Shook was an old black lady. The, the, the were chain smoking. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: I don't. Know. Like I saw that and I was like. Which was hilarious. I got me go, oh, I wonder if any of my teachers are still alive or working at the high school. And I brought it up online. Only one of my teachers is still working at Grove. Wow. That's Mr. Yoshida. And I think I was his first math class he ever had. So wow. there you go. Thank you, Mr. Yoshida. Um, but the vase falling and her saying, oh, it's really going to cook your noodles if, you, if it would have happened if I hadn't have said anything. Mm is that a call to her saying that you aren't the one, if she wouldn't have said that, he wouldn't have become the one. (laughs) Right.
2: Yeah. So, so I mean, they, 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 they... Morpheus says at one point, like
0: she's a guide.
2: Well, he, he keeps talking about like that, that whole difference between being on the path and walking the path is like utter bullshit. But the, it still doesn't make any sense to me, but the, but he does say that the oracle tells you what you need to hear. Yeah, right. So, did I, did Neo need to hear the thing about the face? I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know if Neo needed to hear it. I think did we as an audience need to know? Like, let's it's put it in our mind that like that's a possibility. That that I don't know. I thought it was. A I cool think I, I
2: thought I thought it was cool. I thought that was just more of like a, again the the mythos, like the the self fulfilling prophecy or, or whatever.
0: Um, also the Latin, I, I didn't, I wouldn't have been able to translate that. I still don't, those words didn't look familiar to me.
2: I thought one of them was like.
0: Cognizant. Te- tempest right? or
2: something like that. I didn't, I didn't rewind it, but I was like, what's one of those words time? That doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, that's what it makes. Exactly. And then the, the cognizant one makes sense, right? That's cognizant, cognizant. I forgot the real, the root word, but, um, all right. Anyway. This is the first time I ever noticed this that room 303, the one that he goes to and he gets shot at the end, is the exact same room that at the beginning where Trinity's in when she's, in uh, air. when the cops come in. Because that they have, they either say 303 in one, or you can see 303 when the cops bust in on her, and then, uh, Tank tells Neo to go to room 303. So I thought that was cool. i never noticed before. Um, you know the whole uh, Chekhov's gun thing, right? Where you'll see a gun fall in the snow or the last bullet fall in the bed of the truck. I never noticed that in this one, they do that with the gun that they drop that Tank pulls up and shoots Cypher with. But you don't, it's not as obvious because he drops it and he takes the headset. That's what he's going for. And I've never really noticed that in a movie before where it's obvious that he's setting down the gun, but because there's something else that's happening in the exact same scene. It takes you away from like, yeah, okay. oh, obviously yeah, he's yeah. going to get that gun. That was a cool little trick yeah. that I've never really noticed before. Because when you're watching him, because gr- Neo's calling or Trinity's calling, and he's ra- grabbing for the headset, not necessarily the gun's not the big deal. So that was cool.
2: Um, I, 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 just because we we're, were talking about Joey Pants.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Uh, <laughs> I, I did think his heel turn was a little abrupt. Like, I feel like there needed to be, like, one or two more scenes or lines of dialogue between that. Because it was just, like, him talking to Neil, and then all of a sudden he's betraying everybody. Like, <laughs> Well, yeah. yeah, I guess.
1: But the agents at the very beginning are talking about how there is, you know, a mole. Yes. There is somebody that's yes. trying to... You
2: know. Right, and that all makes sense. And I don't have a problem with him, like, doing the heel turn. I just feel like setting that up. To be him, could have could have been a little better. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, not so much on that line, but dealing with Cipher, I had two follow up questions. When he when he's sitting there working, and Neo like sneaks up on him, he's like, "Hey, oh, you he snuck up on me!" He quickly like turns off some monitors. Ooh. Was that?
2: Yeah, I wondered about that.
0: Yeah, was that him doing? And Neo wouldn't really know what to look for at that point, so he didn't really care. But he quickly turns off monitors that like. Was that him communicating with the agents? Um, and then, is there a deleted scene in this movie that's just cut out? That, like, he starts calling. He's like, oh, there was a car accident. Goddamn car accident. And it seems like they kind of hand-waved something that... I know he... Right, right. Was right, he captured? Yeah. Like, he jumps for them and he falls down. He disappears. Next thing you know, he's, like, talking about a car
1: accident. And it it's, comes out of nowhere. So.
2: Yeah, that th- I, did, I did think that was a little weird. I was trying to figure out, like, well, like what the yeah,
1: point of that was. Well, I think the agents just set that up, or like maybe a predestined route, and said, okay, you need to be here, and then this will be your cover. Sure, but I think that was a
0: scene film, because why they talk about it, like, you never even see him get captured in the first place, he like falls, and then the next thing they're talking about a car accident, so I bet that was a thing, is they captured him, they engineered a way oh, to make a car, I see what you saying. know what I'm saying, like, yeah. to have a car accident so he can escape, but you never really see any of that, which I guess they're saying, hey, you don't need, you can infer that, but it's kind of weird. Um
2: I, I, I don't want to mention to that to that scene where they're crawling through the Yeah, that was cool. the the wall, I guess. And then the other thing which we didn't we didn't talk about at all was the 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 romantic yeah. subplot. Like this time around I was like, What? <laughs> it didn't it didn't make any sense to me well that 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 she would like at what point did she fall in love with him? That's that's what I want to know.
1: Love works in mysterious ways. Like, yeah. Like in it the movie
2: for Elizabeth Shue
1: is when Daniel got his ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, that's true.
2: <laughs> in the movie, he just basically like laying on a table. He barely talks. Like when he finally is up and moving around, like the first thing he does is like puke everywhere. Like it doesn't. <laughs> like at what point did they like like they barely have any scenes together? I. Yeah, like I, I get it. She had it in the back of her mind the whole time. Mm-hmm. And and he's Keanu Reeves, he's breathtaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Papucho, so <laughs> uh, they, they even point that out where the, the Oracle's like, Oh, yeah, you're cute. I can see why. Uh, yeah. But 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 as far as like their interaction together, it didn't, it didn't they didn't sell that at all.
1: Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, before we leave that scene, uh, shout-outs to Smith's double-fist get-up. Pretty badass. Wait, what scene? What? Where he's on the floor and he just, with both his fists, he just slams the ground and that propels him back up, you know, to standing.
0: Oh, oh. Morpheus. No, Agent Smith. So. Yeah. Oh, oh, how about, I forgot whose head hits the toilet seat and breaks it. Is that, oh, Morpheus? that is Morpheus. Morpheus. Oh, yeah, yeah that's...
1: Ugh. If that guy wasn't code, he'd be dead. <laughs> um, and then my
0: last uh, comment was at the beginning when he's uh, when uh, I guess at this point he's Mr. Anderson being reamed out by his manager for being late. And I was like, he, "We were the largest software company in the world. Like bullshit! You're gonna get mad at being late. They wear shorts, no shoes, and you yeah, come in whenever the fuck was, you want."
2: But I did, I did have, a, I did write that down as one of my notes was the. <laughs> Software company in the '90s was super corporate.
0: <laughs> yeah, but then this did come out in '99. Google, you know, if you go by that, all the .coms that we know of, they didn't start up until about that time. No, no. So they're,
2: they're, fair yeah, enough. But yeah, it's IBM. There, but. there, there was no way a, 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 a like a top flight software company would be rolling like that. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, it's. Think about it. Like, like they're looking at like a Wall Street firm or something like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because like even if you like, I know IBM was always considered the strict one. So unless you were IBM, even Microsoft and Apple and those Atari, all those guys were already the hippie lifestyle. So not hippie lifestyle, but you know, not that. And yeah, I thought it was laid back. Players.
2: Like if he, yeah. but you're saying like if 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 he was like like he's obviously like a, a really good cracker hacker, whatever. Um, so he's probably a really good programmer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. chances are good he could have got like a job somewhere else. It's like, <laughs> I don't think. I don't, yeah. Just it, it was funny to me. Like, yeah. They just, they yeah. set that whole thing up as like mm-hmm. super controlling corporate environment. Yeah. All right.
0: And the last thing I just thought of. Remember how cool those phones were? Everyone wanted the the Switchblade phone. <laughs>
2: yeah. 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 I think I think this movie, like, I I don't think they were that forward thinking with it. But I think they it, it, in the long run it's it's really good for the the longevity longevity of this movie that they really don't get into like the techno babble for for the computers um, they just kind of explain the state of the world and that's where the sci-fi comes in. Mm-hmm. you know at no point is there anything about hacking into the mainframe or any dumb shit like that which I, I really appreciated.
0: You're right. the only thing I did like is when they were in The Matrix we're in. Which would be in every hacker movie ever as soon as you hack a mainframe mm-hmm. I'm in that was kind of funny yep and I did I guess no one really <laughs> talked about the aesthetic even though this was a futuristic movie they were using you know uh, old rotary phones the, the television was all old you know CRT but stand you know everything I did love that look of how they were doing it um, all right mm-hmm. I know I took a lot of auto mentions did you guys have anything else? Time to rate.
2: Let's rate this bad one. Alright,
0: let's rate this. Uh, as usual, we rate on a scale of 1 to 7. 1 being absolute garbage. 7 being perfection. Uh, this is an easy 7 for me. Um, it has a couple flaws, but there's no way I'm taking this out of a 7. So, 7 for me. Alex?
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go 7 as well. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen this movie in years, and it just rekindled and brought back like all those same feelings that I did, like Pretty much from the first time that I watched it. Uh, yeah, damn near perfect action movie. Yeah.
0: Like, I wonder if your kids are old enough, when you finally let them watch it, if they're going to be like, Dad, this is stupid. Like, I, if you <laughs> had to live it, you know, for it to be good. But Maybe. I
1: well, well, I got to start them off with Commando first.
0: Ooh, what would you allow first, this or command? Okay, what would Leah allow first, this or Commando?
1: <laughs> Neither? <laughs> well, maybe the no, Matrix. First, be- like first. Maybe, uh, I think maybe the Matrix, because there's no boobies. But then again, there's that worm that goes into the belly button, so maybe Commando? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'll have, have to test the waters there. We'll see. All right.
0: Scott, what would you rank this movie?
2: Uh, give it a six. All right. Um, yeah, like, like I said, I just never quite fell fell for this movie the way that everybody else did uh but but i definitely recognize uh everything all the cool shit going on in this movie um and yeah i, I was i was actually kind of dreading the fact this was like a two hour plus movie after our string of, of shorter movies recently <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um but, uh, the grinch that was a tough one yeah yeah, yeah. charlie brown special yeah <laughs> uh but yeah it, it did kind of move along at a good clips and yeah like I said, I love some of the performances here, so yeah, six.
0: All right um, beer break And we're back. there we go. All right, and now it's time for our crossover, which is uh, uh top tech interventions. In the filmmaking,
2: <laughs> you made Jeff made up a word.
0: Yeah. <laughs> innovations, innovations. In, innovations, inventions.
2: Isn't that the the building at Disneyland? It the innovations. I, was, it I
0: think that's what I was thinking of. It
2: wasn't introductions. <laughs> no. Well, intro, yeah. Well, that's kind of the same thing. No. I think if it was supposed to be innovations, my list is going to be a little different. <laughs> Well, you innovate it and then you introduce it. Whatever the, the note, the note on our master Ashton, list says top five movie tech introductions. Okay. <laughs> if they are supposed to be innovations, yeah. F- fuck it, we're doing it live. Let's yeah. Go. Fuck it.
0: <laughs> I mean, my, no, mine says tech introductions too, but I'm thinking you have to innovate it and then you introduce it. You can't introduce ah, it until you innovate it.
2: Yeah. I I see. Develop it. Release it. QA it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm
0: sell it build sell. it ship it test it <laughs> yeah there we go um so yeah okay the example from the ag example the example bullet time in this movie it was introduced in this movie
2: okay wow. that's totally not the way i was looking at things so oh whatever well what were what, you well
1: what, what yeah, were you Jeff doing? goes number number five first
2: but I want to know what Scott was thinking.
1: Well, we'll get to his list, and then we'll know what he's thinking.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll break it down. <laughs> <sighs> All right. It's not the first time. It certainly won't be the last time. <laughs> like somebody else does a different <laughs> list than the other two. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, my number five is the use of digital film in a movie, and that would be from Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones is the first movie oh, made nice. not using actual film, but using the digital format
1: i don't know the Mm -hmm.
0: movie sucked but it was good technology behind it
1: oh yeah it it pioneered like a bunch of stuff
0: oh yeah i mean everything now Uh, very few it's it's i (laughs) think it's if you use film now it's the the rare case right
1: Mm -hmm. i believe if you're going for a certain look or yeah it has to do something like deep meaning with the story yeah yeah so
0: that's my number five alex
1: my number five is something that was actually pioneered in a hitchcock film uh, Vertigo, the the good old dolly shot. Sometimes they call it the Hitchcock shot. Um, it's on my list. Uh, it, it's just awesome. Uh, you can get away with it. We learned this early on in uh, in, in film class. It's like you can get away with this once, maybe twice, if you're good in a movie. Yeah, you know, other than that, you can't you can't really use it. Uh, for those that don't know, it's uh, when the camera like focus changes a little bit and and it looks like a hallway is being stretched out you know longer than it actually is and you do that effect very simply by pulling the camera like it's usually on like tracks so you pull the camera back while you're zooming in forward uh with it with the lens and it's very effective um uh, yeah like i said vertical was the first movie to use it but i think the first time that i really noticed it was in goodfellas and it was it was very subtly used there, but very effective. And after that, <laughs> then I can't unsee it. it. Like every movie, I always spot it. Yeah, I would say
0: the other one would be Jaws when Brody's looking at the boy Jaws. and mm-hmm. looking the thing and at, looking at the the boy, yeah. the Kinder boy getting eaten. And then Lord of the Rings has it when they're on the path and the the wraiths are coming in. Yep, and they have to hide under the tree.
1: All right, <laughs> let's hear it, Scott. All right, Scott,
0: what's
2: your number five? So my last Optimus Prime. <laughs> the war, the war of eighteen twelve. Uh, so my mine is a little more literal. <laughs> it's it's when the the tech in the movie is introduced to the characters, <laughs> or to to or to us as the audience anyway.
1: Oh, that's so kind of a cool okay. topic I wish yeah. you
2: had saved it for, yeah. for another thing but,
1: um, <laughs> me too
2: <laughs> uh, well, it's your
0: uncle's lightsaber is that going to be on your list or did I just steal it sorry shit or your
2: father's lightsaber Fuck yeah. damn well, I'm sorry <laughs> I, don't know, I, I almost feel like not doing my list now <laughs> well, no I, I want to hear got? it do yeah. it It'll I, be funny. I, it's funny n- number five is the Stargate <laughs> yeah
1: alright buddy anyway,
2: wait when when they when they first get it going and all the chevrons line up and just James Spader and, and Kurt Russell Kurt Kurt Russell and, and they go through and there's yeah. desert stuff and there's a gate and that's two stars awesome. and that's number five. And
0: so not you put that on Scott. Put that on your list. You don't have any good movies. Yeah. MacGyver. What are you talking later
1: about? Later years. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, mm-hmm. all right. Stargate definitely changed how films were made. <laughs> so, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They can just get those instead of going to central casting. They can just get those aliens through the Stargate.
1: And put them yeah, in the movie. <laughs> save on uh, uh flights and stuff. Yeah, and just go through the gate.
0: All right, my number four, and it's I don't know if it's a cheat. Uh, I would just say I only know this because of watching commentaries and documentaries. Uh, the Steadicam, introduced in Rocky. May, some of these may not be introduced, mm. but it was kind of the first like popular use of it. I'll say that on a couple of my things. And the main scene being him running up the stairs. And that was one of the first uses of the actual Steadicam, which has come into play in all our movies ever since then.
1: Oh, cool. So Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. Nice. There it is. Steadicam number four. Alex. My number four is matte paintings. The not so popular now, of course, because there's ways to digi- digitally do that. But for, like, decades, ever since, you know, in the 20s, black and white films. The the 19, I want to say 1926 Ben-Hur, the black and white one, used a lot of matte paintings. There's matte paintings in Star Wars and, you know, uh, The Thing. Uh, a lot of these uh, movies pre, like, I don't know, 2000. I think that's Lando walks into a matte painting of the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> yeah, uh, but they're awesome if they're done like really well. You can't tell the difference. You can't tell that they're a matte painting at all. And uh, the way you know when they do that, they paint it on like gigantic, just like sheets of glass. It's it's incredible to see these things like live i don't i don't know if there's too many that are around because i want to say did they just like scrub a lot of these pieces clean kind of like they did with animation cells i mean are they
0: always on glass or is that just when they wanted like light up effects light up effects behind them
1: yeah maybe they're not always on glass if if you know there's not going to be any yeah anything behind them and stuff but yeah I'm thinking of just the ones that I saw from you know Star Wars behind the scenes and everything. The giant right. matte painting of all the stormtroopers inside that star and everything it's awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah like the one I remember from Star Wars is the 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 tractor beam thing that Obi Wan climbs on, and it looks oh, like yeah. he's really high in the yeah. air and he's really only like a foot off the ground. But the way they have that thing in the back is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome matte paintings.
2: All right, uh, <laughs> Scott. Scott, what's your number four? Yeah. All right. My completely irrelevant list. Uh, I've got uh, Star Trek 2 The Wrath of Khan. Uh, After they've been crawling around through tunnels in the asteroid the whole time, uh-huh. then uh, they introduce the the Genesis Project, and you see the cool stuff. Well, there's life and stuff everywhere, and that's my number four. <laughs> Scott, I sure hope I don't want to spoil your list, but
0: I'm hoping the power glove from the Wizard. <laughs> so
2: it's so you know bad. It should be. It's it's not. Damn it. <laughs> it.
1: Would have been on my list. It's so, the power glove, it's so bad.
0: All <laughs> right, my positive. number three, also coming from Star Wars, uh, Star Wars the original, would be the motion control rig camera device set up that allowed oh, yeah. the the camera to that moves in a way that recorded the wherever it moved so later on they could reproduce the exact same movements when they were doing the spaceship or the background or the characters whatever they were doing to mimic it and that's why you got those cool space scenes in star wars and not the static um which i guess i did read the first movie to use it but they barely used it was a uh, 2001 and then in star wars is when that lucas film when they mm-hmm. did it the Better and more inten- faster and more intense. Mm-hmm. And the All ships
1: right. <laughs> moved around and stuff; they weren't just like on a wire, <laughs> just zipping <laughs> zipping in a straight line. Alex, number three. My number three is wirefu. Um, it was very popular uh, as early as the '70s, I want to say, in Chinese films. But it it was really like The Matrix, of course, and uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That really popularized it Like in the west And for a while you couldn't have a movie without You know, an action movie without some wire foo in it uh, Yeah, it takes uh, Very technical, of course I mean, it sounds simple Oh yeah, you just put them in wires and they fly around But there's a lot of work that goes into getting trained To be in the rig And then move, and then further training to move how you want Or how you need to For a specific zine Especially if you're filming like action scenes
0: yeah, and to make it look good. I I will say that one scene when they're in the dojo when they're training and um Keanu like runs up the pillar and does a flip. The flip always looked a little off to me. Like he wasn't rotating enough or and it, it, not that makes any sense. And maybe that's just what's supposed to be, but I always thought a better wire actor maybe could have pulled that
1: off a little better. Yeah, maybe. But yeah the 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 gorgeous shots that they have in crouching Are your hidden dragon like in the bamboo reeds skipping yeah, through water it's, awesome. it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. What
0: was what was that name of the game that we talked about when we did that movie where you can fly through the air and jump through the trees swinging your nunchucks and throwing your chinese stars. <laughs> Kaja Cage.
2: Oh, some Ca- Le- So I think I think it it was it was called Legend of everybody said cage but yeah. I'm pretty sure it's kage <laughs> now, now that I' uh, yeah that, I, that I'm a little more aware of things
0: all right Scott <laughs> what's your number three
2: okay my my mm-hmm. totally irrelevant number three <laughs> to this discussion uh-huh. uh, you know in the, the beginning of uh, you know blade Runner they're sitting around and the the one Blade Runner given the Voight comp to uh, the the guy from uh, Tango and Cash, mm-hmm. and uh, you start to learn about what's going on with the replicants and then the computer stuff, and then that's how the story jump starts, and you learn that there's sci-fi stuff going on with people being androids and
1: <laughs> this is a cool machine I mean it's a cool prop It's got the accordion bellows Blowing and everything
2: Zooms in mm-hmm. on the eyes So that's why my, my number three Nice <laughs> Super high <energy>. uh-huh. <laughs> All
0: right <laughs> My number two it's was just introduced It's but only a year and a half old And that would be the volume Introduced ah, in the Mandalorian
1: That's so, my number one All right. Hot new tech.
0: Yeah. I guarantee you this is. It won't be the last this is used. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. It's really cool. If you haven't. You don't know what it is. It's just how they're using Unreal Engine and all this stuff to film, to record while they're actually doing the scenes. Actors are all in it. It Just this really awesome tech. Go check it out. Go watch the
2: behind the scenes on Mandalorian. And, uh, really cool. Is this. Is this. Similar to like what's going on with maybe Alex knows the, what what they were doing for Battle Angel. No,
1: that's different because in Battle Angel, well, it's kind of similar. It, it, it I think it, that one also did use Unreal Engine, but that was a completely three D scene, and you were you you were moving like a virtual camera in through it. the The volume or AKA stagecraft is the LED screens that are you know IRL, and you have real actors. Uh, and the LED screens uh, provide, like, the background environment.
0: Yeah, okay. and that's,
1: that's, from what
0: I understand it, that's film, and what they're recording, while they're shooting the actors, that stuff in the background is what you see on the film. So,
1: not oh, in so, in
2: the so they're, not, they're not in front of a green screen. Correct, yeah. Uh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should watch that special. It's, it's amazing. I, I, there's, like, two now, right?
0: I believe so. Well, no, there's... So the first season, they actually broke it up into, like, multiple episodes. And so, like, one is on acting, one's on directing, one's on casting, right? oh, and yeah, one yeah. on the tech. And yeah. then for season two, they just had, like, a nice, like, an hour-long just documentary on season two. But for the tech one, yeah, go to season one, and if you look at the episode titles, there'll be one on tech. and And... Yeah, check it out. And so mm-hmm. the way I understand it, they'll have like a couple pieces. They'll have a couple props in the foreground that actually are filmed. You have your actors. And then, yeah, the, the LED screens on the ceiling and the behind them are all rendered real time as they're recording. And that's what they're using. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool.
1: Um, All right. That was my number two. So, Alex, what's your number two? My number two is the chroma key. Or uh, as it's been called in the industry, the green screen uh, is the tech that allowed you know for for a lot of like fantastic shots in various films. And I didn't know this, but it started in uh, the movie a movie in the nineteen forties called The Thief of Baghdad. And I didn't know this tech went back like that far. Um, but they were the first ones to use it, and it was extremely complicated to do back in the day. Of course, they, they, they break it down really good, again, in one of the Star Wars behind the scenes, where you have to film the whole thing with the blue screen and everything and then you take, you separate it into the RGB, red, blue, uh, green colors, and then you film all those separate layers, but in black and white, and then you film the positive silhouette and then the negative silhouette, and then you kind of like put all those together or take them apart in order to film only what you want and not the background color and now with a computer you just use like the little eyedropper icon and I don't want this color in here (laughs) and it's gone (laughs) Uh, it's yeah chroma key fantastic so
0: Alex do you know when and I I have a feeling I know why but when and why they went from a blue screen to green screen
1: that I don't
0: know yeah, actually, I always thought just that blue is a more common color. It probably, when you're doing your little bloop eyedropper, it was a, uh, it would pick up extra extra stuff it didn't want to, or the green maybe is not. I, as... Actually,
2: I think I think I think blue is like the least naturally occurring color. Okay then. Um, yeah, I don't know whether Maybe it's like
1: it works better with the lights. It's easier to key out. Uh, With green, maybe it's uh, like a thing going from old film to digital. No, but they use green screen in digital and filming stuff, too. So, yeah, I'm not not too sure.
2: Maybe green's just naturally brighter, so it's easier to do lighting.
1: Yeah, maybe. I'm I'm thinking, if I had to guess, it's probably like a lighting issue.
0: When digital cameras came around, they switched to green screens because camera sensors are more sensitive to green light. Uh, This meant... Could, could, I
2: was, I, could
0: I, digitally I, remove the greens from the image a little easier than blue. Yeah,
2: wow. there you go. I, I was actually on the right track. Yeah,
0: there it is. Because yeah, I remember when I was a kid, it was always blue screen, blue screen, blue screen, and then all of a sudden it switched to green, and there it is. Mm-hmm. All right,
2: uh, Scott, what's your number two? Uh, do I really have to keep going there? Yes, <laughs> he only got two left. Okay, finish number, strong. Number two is the, the Iron Man suit. See Tony Stark. Like his original one, when he's stuck in the cave the terrace, and then he goes through the whole process of making the real Iron Man suit, and then the subsequent movies, he he makes all the other suits. And eventually, mm-hmm. stuff happens in Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. So, was thing. your list the viewers
0: being introduced to the tech, or a character being introduced to the tech?
1: It'll basically both. Yeah. Okay,
0: but he invented it. So, how was he introduced to it?
1: Well, it was introduced to the audience in that case.
2: The yeah, I mean, the Iron Man suit gets introduced <laughs> multiple points in the movie. Yeah, different suits. Okay.
1: It does look goofy. I mean, yeah, it, it looks awesome when it's just you know him in the suit and it's uh, CGI. It's done really well, but when they have to do IRL scenes with. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. in a suit is like eh, not looking so good.
2: In 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 my defense, Jeff, <laughs> I I feel like I would have had an easier time with the other list.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Show up to the production meeting next time, Scott. Um,
0: see, Alex, the one thing I don't like is now in all the like the first few Marvel movies. Yeah, they were all in a suit. And you know, or at least at least from like the waist up or something, and now sometimes you can tell it's just a head floating, like it's a real <laughs> yeah. head floating in a suit, and I don't like that. It's obvious when what's his face when Ruffalo is in the Oh yeah, that Hulk one's Buster really suit. bad. Yeah,
2: <laughs> like ooh, well, yeah, that yeah, that that's not gonna age well. <laughs> <laughs> nope.
0: All right. Well, my number one is pretty much just the introduction to CGI in movies. So, I think we've talked about this before, but let you know, the the first official movie was the Young Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. But, you know, I want to say more of the Abyss, T two, and then Traum. Jurassic Park. Tron.
1: Yeah, they use CG in that one. The bikes, okay. light cycles. Okay. Light cycles, the tanks, and everything.
0: Um. All right, I'll take your word for it. I always thought it was that was totally was Young Adventures of Sherlock Holmes and Tron. No, like, no, no,
1: no. Tron also used it.
2: No, I'm saying, I'm saying Tron also. It's like yeah, movie.
1: not the first one. But well, we're saying you are correct. The Adventures Thank of you. Young Sherlock Holmes was the first one to use okay. it in a modern sense, but Tron also had it.
0: <laughs> okay, a lot of movies have had it.
1: I, you guys got really
0: confused. Sweet. You're just naming a movie that had CGI. Sorry about that. Yeah. Okay. I'll say every movie since 1993
1: has had it. Yeah, in some form or another.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I was with Ben type The the T1000 is a big one, but the nothing beats seeing the T Rex and the Velociraptors in Jurassic Park. Just complete, awesome. No, we've never turned back for better or for worse. Lawnmower Man. <laughs> Lawnmower Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the one thing I I have discovered recently, which I never knew, is most cars, anything to do with mechanical planes, cars, and movies. Now, a lot of it is CGI, and we can't tell anymore.
2: Like that's one of the
0: ones that they've I've been told that a lot of cars and jets and stuff and movies have been replaced with CGI, and we're not the wiser to that. Mm-hmm.
2: I I I try to spot that stuff now ever since I watched. Um... What what was the Scarlet Johansson movie? Black Widow. No, uh, um, the
1: one in Japan, Lost in Translation. <laughs> yeah, Lost in Translation.
2: <laughs> yes, all the CGI in that one. Uh-huh. Uh, damn it! it well, it you like, never know. It was that good. like it was? It was her name. <laughs> she wasn't even in Japan. In in the in Lucy. The, Lucy, thank you. Ever since I saw Lucy, there was a, a just a god awful car chase scene uh, where it was clear that every single car on the road is. Was... <laughs> okay. I'm sure there's always exceptions. Mm-hmm. Right. No, no. <laughs> no my, my, okay. my point being that is like, I, I, I try to look out for that stuff. So, yeah.
0: So I think CJ has come, you know, it's there. It's just when it's bad, it's bad. I guess that's the problem when yeah. it works. Okay. you like, you know, like you okay? You watch like Mandalorian and stuff, and you like the, the ships are obviously CGI, but you never even think about it, right? The yeah. all that stuff, any of the new Star Wars stuff—it's obviously CGI, but doesn't stand out. But since as as you see an alien, it's still the, the living, I guess they still haven't gotten right. know. but whatever, I'm yeah, over it. that's my number it's one. Getting better, yeah,
1: it is. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Alex, number one. Number one—it's stagecraft or the volume. I think, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't too clear on that when I was doing research, but I think it's called StageCraft. And then just the room itself that ILM built for the Manly Lorien is called The Volume. Okay. Uh, I think. Don't quote me on that one. Uh, but, yeah, it, as soon as I saw this first in a short, like, prototype demonstration in 2019. And uh, it was a bunch of companies that came together, specifically Epic. And they partnered with uh, Magnum Opus, Lux, Machina, Quixel, Profile Studios, and Ari for the cameras and everything. And they made, like, this little setup that was only a couple, you know, a few feet, like, 10, 15 feet wide and, you know, 10 feet tall and everything. Really small. But they, they showed it off and it looked amazing. It was just, like, a dude and he was getting on a motorcycle. And at first, you know, oh, he's out in the desert. And then they show, like, the LED screens and everything. It's like, holy shit. The only thing that's, like, actually real is... Well, the, the actor, of course, the motorcycle and, like, a little patch of sand that they put on the ground. Like, the whole environment, everything else was completely fake, the desert environment. And it looked amazing. And then, yeah, ILM just took it to the next level. Building a 20-foot tall – these are all LED screens – 20 feet tall. They're 270 degrees around and 75 feet across. It is massive. And yeah. it's, it's incredible to see. You guys have to – if you're interested in this stuff at all – you got to watch the special, the tech special. Yeah, it's yeah, just it's like, cool. yeah, the, the, the real-life camera, they have it in sync with, like, the digital camera so that the background knows where the camera is moving at any given time so that the, sh- the scene shifts. And if you're looking from the outside in, the, the screen looks really fucked up. It looks weird. But when you're looking through the lens of the camera, it looks perfect, like photoreal. It's incredible. Yeah, it's crazy. And you think about it; it is just like playing
0: a first-person shooter or whatever, right? They, whatever you you go, you look left, you move your mouse left, right. It knows exactly where your character is. It moves in that direction, and it's all. And that's just basically, you know, it's it's scaled up to to the nth degree. But yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. I mean, this is this sort of thing isn't quite new because you know, films have been doing this for for decades, where you have like a pre-filmed thing that's yes. just projected on the background and there's actors in front of it and stuff like that uh, a lot of that was used in like what is it uh, just old movies where you're in a car and the whole background is you know projected behind them and whatnot but this <laughs> is just this is like next level like really revolutionary shit
0: yeah I, I, it's awesome and i've heard the actors love it because they're actually getting the act in the environment they're in not you know have it put in later yeah um yeah pretty cool at least Disney tells them to say that they like it I
1: don't know really <laughs> do I like all it alright
2: Scott what's your number one number one is is, uh, is uh, the back the feature
1: the, the,
2: the first time they they send out the DeLorean with with Einstein in it and it comes back a minute later and they explains how it works on the plutonium and you know, all that stuff yeah you telling right. me this sucker is nuke killer? nuclear?
0: Nuclear. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I don't know mention we like Talking about the camera stuff, uh, I, I wanted to go a little bit further into the... The Battle Angel stuff, which is, I think, more of the James Cameron... Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if it's... <laughs> he's the one exactly coming up with it, but... With that, they, they pre-rendered the scene, like the entire scene, and then somebody walks in front of a green screen with the camera and it's like moving the camera around in the scene so you can get different like, yeah. angles with it. And it's super fucking cool. Uh, Agreed.
1: Yeah. I think... It, I want to say Peter Jackson used yeah. some of that also for The Hobbit, I want to say. Or even even for some of the later stuff in Lord of the Rings. But I think it was The Hobbit.
0: I remember seeing... They had some like very rude version of it. Like It wasn't a fully rendered. It was like a... a Blocked, you know, like a 3D model, but like very basic, during the cave troll fight in Lord of the Rings. So he would, oh
1: okay, yeah, okay, yeah,
0: this yeah. is what the room looks like, and he'd have this little stick that would represent the camera, and he would move it here. And okay, if we have the camera here, this is what it would look like. Um, like I said, it didn't sound like it's what Scott's saying. Where it was a fully rendered, you wouldn't see the actual cave, but it was like this is what. where the you know, there'll be a rock here, there'd be this there. And,
1: yeah, it was like the the inception, like the the beginning steps of what it. Would eventually be. Yes. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Um, kind of like turning the animatics into a digital scene that you could put the camera in.
1: Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Uh, along with that, just a quick shout-out to motion capturing. That's come a long way. Um, yeah, a lot of people are using that for, for CGI, especially in video games, because it's a lot faster and quicker than hand-animating stuff. It's getting to be, like, a lot cheaper. Uh, it doesn't always look great uh but yeah it's out there, especially uh the face uh motion capture is getting really really good um so I'm excited to see where that's going yeah
0: that's and I'd like to add a color and a <laughs> sound. <laughs> sound that, that fad? <laughs> <laughs> color. T- sound. Talk- talkies yes talkies if you will. Alright, and with that, it's time for Alex Knows Sports.
1: I'm Alex and I like sports. Sports ball? (laughs) Who'd have thought the fucking Browns they're going to the Super Bowls (laughs) right? Are they on their way? What's happening? Uh, I know they're winning. (laughs) Somehow. They
2: they won a playoff game. Yeah. More to the point, the Steelers lost that game. (laughs) But yeah, Mm -hmm. they're, they're moving on to the next round of the playoffs. The I first mean, time they won in I don't know seventy eight years. I don't know. <laughs> it was a yeah. long
0: time. It was pretty bad. Yeah,
2: I mean, baseball had the Cubs. Football has the Browns. I think I think the Bills also had been a, been a hot minute.
0: Yeah, but I still think the Browns hadn't won a playoff game before the yeah bills went to three four straight super Bowls
2: oh, <laughs> without yeah. winning any of them yeah
0: but at least they were winning playoff making the playoffs best and winning game. games
1: were yeah. game.
2: i don't know i I don't know that i i how I'd feel about having my heart ripped out like like Bill's fans yeah i think i've i don't
0: i must not have been with you I had this conversation would you rather your team just always suck or make the playoffs a lot and just never finish what's worse uh
1: well, I mean, yeah. make the make it to the championship. I mean, make make the, the playoffs win, always and always lose <laughs> and not finish.
2: Like, like I think you'd have like the difference would, would be like getting to like the the World Series or the Super Bowl or whatever and not winning versus just sucking. Oh no, so, we suck again.
0: That's worse. You're saying to make it and not win
2: it depends on how it happens <laughs> like if they just get to that final game and get blown out then it's like well fuck but if it's like close then it's like uh I don't yeah. know I don't know
0: alright well it's time for DM News yeah yeah yeah.
2: yeah. it was yeah okay as, as is often the case we're running super long here mm-hmm. oh, Matrix uh, yeah Matrix lots to talk about uh, so try to keep this brief uh, WandaVision, the first two episodes, as I understand it, will be uh, launching on airing on Disney Plus on the fifteenth, which is this Friday, I believe. Woo. And then they're gonna do the same thing that they've they've been doing with with I guess just the Mandalorian at this point, mm-hmm. where you get an episode a week. Uh, I'm so kind of liking that. Yeah, I dig that. We, I'm looking forward to this um, I'm, I'm definitely a whore for all things MCU so I will mm-hmm. uh, definitely be tuning in um, at least for the one episode maybe I'll try to space it out probably not <laughs> I, probably, <laughs> I probably don't have that kind of discipline but we'll we'll see uh, So, but yeah next week we'll, we'll hopefully be able to, to talk about WandaVision uh, and then keeping yeah. the MCU stuff rolling um, Kevin Feige basically confirmed that that Deadpool would be rated R um, I, I, I don't think people were too worried about that like I I mean just in general I don't know how, how big a fan of Deadpool people are but um, there, there was some speculation once Disney took over Fox that that they would tone it down but mm-hmm. I, I I think everybody understands like what what makes the the Deadpool stuff popular or uh, those movies different anyway um, so yeah Deadpool will be rated R for the third one. Um, but they're also saying that it will be set in the MCU, whatever that means.
1: <laughs> well, Deadpool can just walk around to whatever universe he fucking wants.
2: That that is true. <laughs> that that is, this is very true. But yeah. but I'm curious if we do see anybody from like any of the the Phase One, Two, or Three characters show up uh, in in Deadpool, at least in, the, in a cameo. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they'll close I, the door to like a big celebration. Yeah, yeah, something, something <laughs> else like. Well, now he we can start cracking jokes about the Avengers and Spider Man and shit. So, yeah, maybe maybe we see. Seems like, like a, they just popped out of nowhere. Yeah, we could get like a Tom Holland, like cameo or something like that, yeah, or Toby Maguire. Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it Tobes Magobes. Although well, that's Sony at that point. So you're but, gonna make a
0: snap joke?
2: But he does. <laughs> Probably. Didn't he? I, I think he does make a Thanos joke actually in the in the second movie because Josh Brolin. Oh yeah. oh yeah, that's right. Uh, but uh, anyway so yeah I, I i don't know when the next deadpool's coming, but I'll, I'll look forward to whenever that arrives mm-hmm. uh, and then final superhero move news um sliced alone is is set to star in something pretty soon called Samaritan uh where he plays like a grizzled retired superhero <laughs> uh, I don't know too much about this i I just hope that he rips people's throats out with his bare hand. Mm-hmm because uh, i think i think this is his last hurrah um i don't know if, if either of you saw rambo last blood i did not did not it was uh it was a movie <laughs> uh there, there was a lot of violence in it so i'll give it give it that but uh yeah i don't know how much longer slide's gonna be doing the whole action hero stuff right? <laughs> yeah old guy so, action movie yeah so maybe maybe this will be the his last hurrah who knows? Uh, but yeah this, i was surprised that that Alone's also doing a superhero thing. is this
0: part of the mcu or no
2: no, no, I think this is just like a this is more of like a street level like like oh, okay. like i i haven't read too much about this, but on its face it, it sounds like almost m night Shyamalan. in uh, yeah. like an unbreakable type level of, of superheroes or heroes or whatever you want to call them super powered people yeah. but I have no idea hmm. so, so I was going to
0: say he already is in the MCU with the that f- is true Galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy yeah, 2 I, ca- I kind of
2: hope that the the other Guardians pop up in the in the third movie Michelle Yeoh him he's yeah. uh,
1: do some shit yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah that'd be fun Uh but yeah that that's basically all I wanted to go over Alex anything you want to talk about yeah real quick, since
1: I just got tuned into a new podcast, uh, <laughs> and it's pretty interesting. It's called Story Break, and it's these guys from uh, the YouTube channel Rocket Jump, and they pretty much they take like a concept like what would what would it take to make a movie about this character? And the, the first episode is, you know, Zelda. What would it take to make a good Zelda movie? But the second episode is the one, The Moneymaker. That's the one where they, they workshop how to make a compelling, interesting, entertaining, and eventually uh, redemptive Jar Jar Binks movie. <laughs> and at first, I thought, oh, they're just going to, you know, shoot the shit and crack some jokes and whatnot. But by the end of that one episode it's like you know what they came up with a pretty solid story premise and idea and i wish that it was real <laughs> on some level it's like you know what this might kind of actually work so uh i recommend it it's not as good as our podcast of course but if you have room in your life for two podcasts uh story break is is very good very entertaining on spotify all right. So yeah, I recommend Jeff. You would, you will probably hate it, but it's fun. <laughs> Especially that episode talking about Jar Jar and all this shit, and what it would take to make him a compelling, like, dramatic figure. I won't spoil anything for you, but they go into infernal affairs territory with this movie. Oh god! I know.
0: <laughs> Does he step in shit and then just drag it all over the house?
1: <laughs> icky, icky, cool. No, they don't talk about
2: that.
0: Mm. <laughs> All right. Um, Scott, you still there?
2: Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, I'm still here. All
0: right. Well go then, ahead. August, so, I will go. Um, <laughs> uh, I haven't really watched much. I've started playing, since I'm on this Western kick, I started playing Red Dead Redemption 2, which mm. I've owned, and I only played it for like an hour when I first bought it, never really got into it, so I've started playing that now. Um, I'm having a hard time. It, it's, it's a lot of just storytelling and not really have to do what I want. I know early in games, especially open world games, they kind of, you know, keep you on a narrow path and then, and then they just open it up and it's way too much. I, I so far mm-hmm. I'm very much on this narrow path and I'm not getting anywhere and I'm finding it a little frustrating or I'm just riding on a horse for 15 minutes telling the backstory. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll keep playing it. Did you guys ever play this game?
2: Yeah. I have not. I, I beat it. Yeah, I've never really spent a lot of time with any of the Rockstar games. Okay.
0: Um, yeah, I've played the Grand Theft Auto games, and I would I would always at least beat the main story. I wouldn't like go and on every single alley and solve all, every single side quest. Um, and I beat the first Red Dead, but this one I don't know. Should I keep with it, Alex, or no?
1: Um, there are some cool parts to it. The main story I do like for the most part. The ending I thought was shit. Uh, That really fell apart for me at the end. I like the the, Arthur Morgan's character arc is really good. That is, like, the main point. uh, Well, him being the main character, of course. But then, (laughs) uh, yeah, there's this whole, like, after I was done with it, because I spent a lot of time with it, it it's like, okay, I mean, I kind of hated the ending, but it was overall a a pretty good experience. (laughs) But then there's, like, like another 20 hours, like, of... uh, What's it called? Not an afterword, but what's it called? Not a Epilogue. Prologue. Epilogue. Epilogue. I'm like, no. <laughs> and I just shut down the game after that because, like, I'm not doing that. I'm, I've had it. Uh, but yeah. Right. So, I mean, just for Arthur Morgan's story, just stay, if you stay on the uh, the main story path, it's okay. All right.
0: Eh. I just, I'm still, like I said, I'm still thinking, we just robbed a train or something. And it's like, oof.
1: Oh, you're at that part? That, yeah. that part was kind of cool. You get to smack people around? Or shoot them. <laughs> or shoot them. <laughs> pipe I'm down. going black hat. <laughs> pipe down, damn it. Slap.
0: Um, and then the other thing, this is just, I've been messing around with Disney Plus, and I just noticed they have all the, the Fox superhero movies on there, too. Mm-hmm. And I rewatched both, or I say both, like there's only two, but I rewatched X-Men and X2 recently. They're still good. They hold up, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we gave all the cra- all the credit to the MCU movies, um, but these were
1: they were pretty good.
0: Um, mm-hmm. Is there Condor Man? There is no Condor Man. God. At least there wasn't an opening. That was one of the first things I looked for when I got Disney Plus. God damn it, Disney! I mean, they could have it by now, but they didn't have it at the opening. Well, I'm gonna look again. I look every uh, once in a while. Condor Man. Oh, yeah. But the <laughs> fact that they have like the only superhero movies that they think they don't have are like, well, the Sony ones. So there's no Spider-Man. That's the only thing that stinks. You can't even get the new like the MCU ones. Yeah, because that's still with Sony. Yeah, Man. you would think they could maybe just lease it a little better. I don't know. Man. But oh but yeah, that X two. They have all the X-Men. They have Wolverine. I don't know if they have Logan on there yet. Um, all the all the Fantastic Four movies, which
2: <laughs> <laughs> so so. But they're absolutely they, I wonder if they're going to put stuff like Logan and. Deadpool on there. I, yeah, I didn't was...
1: didn't uh, Feige or whoever said that they're going to have like an adult, uh, uh, a more adult section, separate on uh, what? Disney oh, Plus? I don't, I don't
2: think he has much of a say in that. I don't think. Oh, right, but I'm sorry, it just meant somebody higher up. I, you
1: know. I I
2: vaguely remember seeing something about that, how they would put everything out there, but I don't know if you look at Disney Plus. <laughs>
0: well. So I I don't know if this is true. And this is way back during the acquisition days. Like Disney also owns Hulu, and that I thought the rumor was that they would start putting that kind of stuff. Because remember, they bought Fox. They now own like Alien and Aliens, and I think Die Hard and all that. Right, stuff. Like, right. That right. should they bought it for their library. and They're not really using it yet. So I don't know yeah. what is going to happen
2: with that. Mm. I don't. They they might just like maybe it's, it makes more sense for them to. Just keep licensing that out to like HBO or whoever to to rotate.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I thought the whole reason they got Fox
2: was for the catalog. Yeah, so, well, the, yeah, it's, that it's was a the whole question. point. So, yeah. I mean, The Simpsons is like ninety percent of that. So, <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. this is very, little. Mary But oh,
0: like uh, The Princess Bride is on here. I don't know how yeah. that where that comes from, but I saw that was available. <coughs> and there is Spider-Man stuff, but it's only the cartoons. They don't have the. Because the Sony stuff.
2: Spider-Man.
0: I don't know. But anyway, if you haven't watched uh, the old X Men movies, I recommend uh, going back and watching them because they, they, I thought they were pretty good. Um, you know, you can maybe, maybe want to stop after X 2.
1: <laughs> like,
0: I, I don't know if the new ones, like
1: First Class or. Days of Future Past uh, is pretty cool. Yeah, First yeah. Class is okay. Days of Future Past is all right. Yeah, the, I really like Days of Future Past.
2: Day, Days of Future Past was was okay. I like that one. I think I think X two is is definitely the the best of the. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, then,
1: oh, Logan was such an amazing swan song for Hugh Jackman as Wolverine.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't. I, I Logan is is great, but he, I I kind of consider it's almost its own thing. Like, it's not yeah. really an X-Men movie. No, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, I don't, I don't know. But, uh... Still. Yeah, of, yeah. like, the, the ensemble ones. <sighs> yeah. X-2 is definitely the best of them.
0: All right, well, that's all I got. So, um... You guys have anything else? No. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry for the long episode, everybody. Thanks for listening. You're welcome have the long episode, everybody. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, and, and also, please go to patreoncom slash Uh Become a subscriber. You'll get lots of stuff like um, quotes from Springfield and Jeff talks Star Wars and, and Scott's Scott Scott coming. Dot dot dot.
1: <laughs> Let me know what you name your show so I can do a logo for it.
2: Maybe Next. I should just have you do the logo and then I just have a show <laughs> all right that. <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> Sounds good.
0: And maybe we'll do stuff for WandaVision on there. If WandaVision turns out to be a good show, maybe we'll do some specials there or something. Yep.
2: Yeah. All right.
0: Uh,
1: thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> PX to each other. Yeah. You think that's air you're breathing? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. And see. There is no spoon. Oh, we forgot that.